McDavid tried to slip a pass through over to Drysdale. What timer scores? And there's Connor McDavid's 100th point. The century mark has been achieved in game 53. Tough pass to handle on New York. He'll pop it up. The throw out in front. They score! Jeff Carter on the receiving end of another pass from Freddie Gaudreau in Pittsburgh. Breaks the ice. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome into another episode of Our Line Starts Fueled by Duncan. I'm with Patrick Sharp and Dominic Moore today. And guys, I am pumped because it's the final week of the regular season. You know what that means. Our schedules are about to go crazy next week, but the best time of the year, the NHL playoffs. And uh, I don't know, I'm jacked for it. Are you guys? Absolutely. Fired up. Sharpie, how about you? Yeah, I'm excited. It's going to be a fun playoffs too, especially how they're laid out with the, the teams having to come out of their division in the first two rounds and then playing a team that they haven't seen all season long. So lots to be excited about and uh, can't wait to hear how much you guys are sick of me by the end of this. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, by the end, we already are. <laughs> <laughs> but you're so right though. Like there's a whole level of intrigue now, right? For the conference finals that we've never had in terms of just like strangers getting together mm-hmm. to play. It's, it'll be awesome to see. Does this time of year bring back memories for you guys? I mean, Sharpie, I'll start with you and the many, uh, cups you've won and the long playoff runs you've had but like does this time of year when you know you're winding down the regular you know you've got a playoff spot secure because the majority of the teams with the exception of one as we record this podcast don't know uh, that they're in it but you know does it bring back kind of like moments that you were thinking of going into the postseason yeah I don't know how Dom feels about it but I'm I kind of react to how the weather is outside and it was neat driving to the rink uh, in Chicago with summer-like weather in, in May and June. You knew it was big playoff games. Um, that's something I definitely noticed. This year is a little bit different with the playoffs starting when they are, but it's that time of year where there's light at the end of the tunnel. I think as, as players, it's such a grind playing through a full regular season. Uh, it really is three different seasons. The way I looked at it is training camp and preseason, get through the regular season, and then be ready to go and be at your best for playoffs. So uh, that's how I kind of felt, and it does – bring back some memories, Katie. I'm excited to, to start watching these games for real and, and telling the story of what's happening in the playoffs. Yeah, Sharpie, I mean, someone asked me today about how do you get through the fatigue, you know, in the playoffs? And my answer was, you don't really have, I never really had fatigue in the playoffs. It's those games in the regular season where you've already played a lot of games and you got a lot in front of you that you got to get through that mental fatigue. But the playoffs are the games you've dreamed about playing since you're a kid you know, the game sevens, the, you know, these like meaningful games. And so those, you don't have any trouble. Uh, there's no fatigue issue there. You got plenty in the tank for those. And so this is the most exciting time of the year. And 
absolutely going to the rink morning skate and flip-flops and there's only a few teams <laughs> only a few teams left that's a great feeling a great time of year yeah well we would be about a month into the playoffs at this point if it was a normal year but we know it's not and since it's not a normal year I guess we could talk about some of the headlines that happened over the weekend and uh, something that we've noticed to become normal is the play of Connor McDavid he reaches the 100 point plateau guys in just 53 games unbelievable he's not done yet Um, just put that in perspective Sharpie what those numbers mean and how impressive it truly is for Connor McDavid to reach 100 points that's hard thing for me to do Katie I can't really put it into perspective he's clearly the best (laughs) offensive player in the game and it's not even close uh people around the league were throwing out that number at the start of the season like do you think mcdavid could get to 100 points and i thought it was crazy talk Uh, but here we are and it speaks to how talented he is and to think he's only 24 years old dom like what happens when he's in the prime of his career age 27 28 29 and the oilers have a really deep solid good team all of a sudden we could see some Really crazy numbers. The um, good players surrounding Connor McDavid are only going to help his numbers. The fact that he's pretty much doing it uh, with whatever unit he's on, with the dry sidles out there with him, the power play, it's pretty much a, a five-man unit carrying the load there offensively for the Oilers. So uh, I'm beyond impressed. Uh, give him all the awards at this point. <laughs> I, I mean, it's just nuts. Like, if you look at just the last couple weeks alone, when he got into this 100-point zone, okay? 31 points in his last 11 games. Just insane. In his last five games, Sharpie, 16 points? Like, are you kidding me? Over three points a game? So, like, talk about the power of motivation and focus. Like, he saw that 100-point goal, and as soon as as he got closer to it, he just raised his level. And that just shows you what – he can do going forward and he's got he's gotten better every single year and the other thing that's telling is just like if you if you take him in comparison to everyone else in the league and you know maybe take out dry because he's benefiting from playing with him he's an incredible player in his own right but let's say you take out dry he's got 50 percent more points than the third place player these are the best players in the world so it's just insane what he's accomplished this year Oh, he's clearly the favorite, as we know, to win the Hart Trophy, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, no yeah. question. But who's your pick to win, to come in second place? Who's the runner? Nobody. There, nobody gets second place. <laughs> <laughs> There's fourth, fifth, sixth, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I would say if you had to give a second place, I would probably go with like Vasilevsky. You know, nobody talks about goalies, but I think it's not even a conversation for, for players, you know, especially forwards. Um, there's only one, one person that's in the conversation as Connor McDavid, but if you had to have a number two, I would say you could make an argument for Vasilevsky, who again has been the best goalie in the league, hands down. Yeah. I think that's the real, uh, heart trophy race is who's going to get second place. There's a couple of players out there with good seasons that mean a lot to their teams. Vasilevsky being a, one of them for sure. Um, McKinnon's had a great year again, Colorado's in good positioning. You know, you could go up and down all the teams that are in the running. Crosby's had a real good year. I love what Barkov's done in Florida, but uh, what are we talking about here? We're talking about second place. This is McDavid's (laughs) award. Let's wrap it up and give it to him. (laughs) All right. Sticking with that North Division, since we're talking about it, um, the Toronto Maple Leafs won their first division title since 2000. This is a team that pretty much has owned that division all throughout the regular season. 
But how much pressure, Dom, I mean, I, I know you played in Toronto. How much pressure does this Toronto Maple Leafs team have now going into the playoffs? The most they've had in a long time, for sure. And having grown up there and knowing the passion of the Leaf Nation and how, how much people buy into that, there's a lot of pressure. If they don't win in the first round, you know, they, I mean, they're expecting conference finals or better. And they went all in this year. Um, there's expectation externally. There's expectations internally. And guess what, Sharpie? You know how these expectations can play on teams. They can make it real hard to play your best. So this is definitely an interesting thing to watch. You know, they, they ate up that North Division. A lot of people are critical of that North Division, saying it's not necessarily playoff-style hockey. So I guess we'll soon find out. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder how like the uh, the new COVID protocols affect that pressure. You know, one of the things I remember, KT, about all those playoff series I was in was like the flood of media members that come into the room after practice, after pregame skate, every game. There's a huge story about you know three or four different things that happen in the game. That'll all still happen from the outside, but I mean, the, the players these days seem to be pretty sheltered with the Zoom calls, and and uh, they're not really having those face to face conversations but being around the city in Toronto I would imagine that uh, the city will be going nuts they'll be rooting for them they have those expectations I always feel like it's better to be the underdog you know all the playoff series that you watch even if it's a four game sweep or it's an overtime in game seven there always is like such a small margin of, of winning and losing so sometimes when you have that underdog feel and you just have nothing to lose you're free and you're loose with the puck that can be an advantage uh, but definitely it will be awesome to see this this Canadian division, the North division, to see how it plays out because I know those, some of those teams are are taking heat right now. But once the playoffs start, teams will turn it around and everybody plays their best. We'll, we'll see how it un, unfolds. But I, I, don't, I wouldn't like that kind of pressure from the outside. That'd be important yeah. on our team. But you do bring up a good point with COVID and everything. They're not really hearing it around. I mean, Canada is still in the lockdown, especially in the city of Toronto. Um, you know, protocols will be lifted for the Stanley Cup. Uh, playoffs as we've read through the NHL's release of um, you know certain players that are vaccinated so that you'll be able to dine with your teammates and do a little bit more normal events uh, than they've had during the regular season but you know with regards to hearing about it and you know you're not going down to your local store and hearing about all the nonsense of you did this you didn't do that you know so maybe this is the year for the least because all of that pressure is off there's such a young team I don't know Dom you're smirking I I, so I think that's for sure, but I think there's also the internal pressure that they definitely feel. You have the GM that went out and made a bunch of acquisitions at the trade deadline, and, and clearly the team went mm-hmm. all in, you know? That's and true, so yeah. they, they're very aware of how, how bought in the entire organization, how much is on the line. Um, maybe that external pressure isn't felt as much, but the internal pressure as a player is sometimes even more uh, poignant for you. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ready to elevate your home? 
Picture this, central heating, a cozy fireplace, or your dream walk-in closet. Build a backyard oasis, go green with solar panels, or start a business. It's all possible with Figure's home equity line of credit. Unlock up to $400,000. Apply online in five minutes. Funding in as little as five days. Head to figure.com and transform your home. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Well, we're less than a week away from the start of the postseason, so let's take a look at the odds powered by PointsBet Sportsbook and the odds to win the Stanley Cup, you guys. The Colorado Avalanche running away with it right now, followed by Vegas, the defending Stanley Cup champion Lightning, the Toronto Maple Leafs, which we've been discussing, and Carolina, which has just had an unbelievable season, uh, you know, clinching that division, fun team to watch, loaded with talent. Do you think the odds to win the Stanley Cup presented by PointsBet are accurate at this point or would you guys go with a different one yeah they're probably accurate i mean you can't argue with those teams colorado vegas tampa toronto carolina but the only uh, argument i would throw up is where's minnesota where's florida where's st louis pittsburgh islanders washington i mean jonesy <laughs> and i were talking about the standings last time we were working together and this year maybe more than ever there, there's so many teams that you could see hoisting the stanley cup at the end of this thing uh, so much of it goes into who your team matches up against you know, maybe a block shot to the wrong key member of a group is going to affect the outcome of a series. We know how important certain players are to different teams. So there's a lot to sort out. To answer the question, I wouldn't pick any one of those four or five teams, not to say that they can't win, but I'd keep going way down, get better odds and take a team like Minnesota uh, to get out of a division and, and win a Stanley Cup. Who knows? There's other teams that you can find pretty good value in. I just know it's wide open this year as mm. far as picking a winner. A betting time. Yeah, well, I like it. Free yeah, good betting presented tactics. by Patrick Sharp. <laughs> so does that mean you're going to short Colorado? Is that what you're talking about here? <laughs> if you told but me, Dom, that if you told me I had to pick Colorado or the field, I got to take the field. I mean, I don't think there's a yeah. clear-cut winner really mm -hmm. in any division. Well, I agree with you in terms of I think Mini is, is a dark horse, you know, and you mentioned how small the margins are. I, I think – as high as the expectations are in Colorado, they'll have their hands full getting out of the first round. Like, Mini is that good. Mini is, has beaten Vegas five times in a row. The last times, last times they played Vegas. So, there's no, easy, there's no easy series. The one team that I think is peaking at the right time is Boston. Yeah. They got healthy on the, on the back end. They got a fresh, mentally fresh, more importantly, Tuka Rask uh, last year in the bubble. He had to leave, and even Yarrow Halak was not himself. So they were they were a beaten team to start the playoffs. They were a game away from winning the Stanley Cup the year before. So I like the Boston Bruins' chances going into the playoffs. I think they can beat anyone. Uh, so there's a lot of a lot of ways you could approach this from a betting point. Well, of the five teams that are here, guys, who has the best chance to win the Stanley Cup? Of Colorado, Vegas, Tampa, Toronto, and Carolina, who do you have? Well, I would say the Tampa Bay Lightning, but that's with the asterisk because there's two big questions there, and it's their two best offensive players in Kucherov and Stamkos. If those guys come back and they're healthy and their timing is good, which is a big ask, Dom, you know what it's like to sit out for any significant period of time and then jump in and start playoffs. Uh, that's a big ask, but if that's the case and these guys are hungry to defend their title, tough to argue with the lineup in Tampa Bay. So but everything I just said, matters right how hungry is this team they know what yeah. it takes to go four rounds and win they proved that last year they're gonna be facing hungry tough opponents just to get out of that division carolina florida 
Nashville. These teams are all ready to go. So it's so hard to pick a winner, but I'm just going to give some respect to the defending cup champs about that. Yeah. I, I like to follow the goalies and, you know, Vasilevsky uh, being what he is, but I, I am not picking Tampa this year. I don't have a good feeling about them. I don't think you can just have a guy that sat out the whole year and expect him to come in and, and light it up. I think it disrupts the lineup. Um, guys have been playing in certain roles and now they got to find new roles and, it's hard to win. Florida's Florida's a heck of a team. Uh, so just getting out of that first round, uh, they haven't, Tampa hasn't looked good the last few weeks. They've been up and down in terms of their results. Uh, so following the goalies in the West, I, I have to go with the Vegas Golden Knights. They've got a one-two punch in net that's phenomenal. They've got two of the best defensemen in the league and Petrangelo and Theodore. And Mark Stone is lighting it up. So they've been close the last couple of years. And I think this is the chance for them to take the next step. Yeah, all valid arguments. Let's shift to the East now. And the Pittsburgh Penguins clinched the East Division on Saturday night, guys. First place, locked up. Just a remarkable turnaround for their season from where it was in the beginning, where we weren't really sure that this Penguins team was even going to make the postseason. But here they are. How far can this Penguins team go down the stretch here? I, Sharpie, I don't know how you feel about this lineup, but I like their depth uh, offensively. You know, they've got three lines for sure that are as, be- as good offensively as any in the league. We saw Jeff Carter get four goals the other night. He's on the third line behind Crosby and Malkin. What I don't see there is a shutdown line. So, you know, if you're going to be going up against some of the top teams in the league and some of the top lines, you're, lo- you're looking at the perfection line potentially. Who's going to shut them down? You know, so that's a question mark for me. Um, Their goaltending has been good, so I don't really have a concern there. But I think their depth is great. Uh, They've got four lines that can score, but it's it's, who's going to shut down the top lines of the other team that I think becomes really important in the playoffs. You look at a team like Washington, they've got Dowd, Haglin, and Hathaway. Uh, Laviolette loves to use that line for shutdown minutes. You know, that to me becomes more valuable in a a seven-game series. Yeah, so now you're asking the guys in Pittsburgh, players like Tan, Evan, Bluger, and make up whoever you want on the wing. On the other side, a guy like Zach Aston-Smith. Uh, we've seen McCann go down there and play. I mean, that's asking a lot. Maybe the lights go on on Pittsburgh. Like they do my- <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's not a good sign for the Penguins. Maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe we should look elsewhere in that Eastern Division. You mentioned that energy line. That's what I like so much about the Bruins. Um, because... The- Besides the top two scoring options that they have, we talk about them all the time, they can make up a checking line centered by Corrali and then mm-hmm. pick your poison on the wings. If you want to have a little more of a physical group, there's Nick Ritchie. Uh, you can uh, have a little skilled group, try to score some goals. Uh, Andre Cash is coming back to the lineup. So there's, there's options there in the bottom six with Boston and other teams in that division. I like where Dom's head's at, but as long as they got 87, We'll see if Malkin's ready to roll. Uh, tough to bet against the Penguins, but I'm kind of on the same page as you, Dom. Yeah, and along those lines, I mean, Dom, you mentioned his name, but Jeff Carter or Sharpie, you said, you know, he's coming off that four-goal performance last week, scored another one in Saturday's game. Why has Jeff Carter fit so well with this Pittsburgh Penguins team? What is it about the makeup of that line that is allowing him to have success? Is, it, is he freer to play than he was in Los Angeles? The matchups are just a little bit better for him? I mean, what is it? Yeah, probably. It's... Um... There's two different leagues from what I remember. When you're playing on a top line, first or second, you're getting pretty good 
Uh, pretty challenging matchups defensively. You got a guy like Dominic Moore chasing around all night long. Good two <laughs> defensemen uh, every shift you're out there. And then when you find yourself in the bottom six, whether it's that third line and energy fourth line, uh, now it just seems to be like a different league. You're out there against fifth and sixth defensemen, and sometimes the, the pace of play is a little bit different. So I think Carter coming over, he's a veteran guy. He's always had the ability to score big goals and lighten up the Buffalo Sabres doesn't get me too excited for Jeff Carter going forward. I already knew what he was, a straight-line skater. He's going to score and produce in those big moments. But when you can kind of hide him behind some of the other top guys that are there, look at what Phil Kessel did in the playoffs for the Pittsburgh Penguins. He was basically in a third-line role for both of those uh, back-to-back championships. Maybe Carter's the guy that can move up and down your lineup. But beyond scoring goals, Dom, he's going to kill penalties. He's a right-handed shooting centerman so he can take some draws in those situations they don't have too many righties there taking draws in Pittsburgh so he can provide some value that way as well yeah big time and he's getting production on the power play too where you're you're playing with some of the best playmakers in the league Sharpie you have to wonder too like you know he's been in a situation where he hasn't been on a contender you know and you got to wonder how much he's invigorated just by being in a new environment with a team that's got a chance to make a deep run a team that's been there before. So he really feels like, you know, he's back in another Stanley Cup uh, situation again. So I think that's energizing for a guy at, at that, at the point in the career that Jeff Carter is at. And he's going to be a great playoff asset. You mentioned all the attributes he has and his size, you know, being able to grind down low that you're not going to see as many rush opportunities in the playoffs. So having that size and puck protection that a guy like Jeff Carter has is a real asset there. Guys, it's time for the cold brew check fueled by Duncan. The Florida Panthers can't wait for this matchup. And the Tampa Bay Lightning are facing each other in the postseason for the first time ever. Who wins the series? Sharpie, start us off. Oh, man, I got to go against my old coach, Coach Quenville and the Florida Panthers. I'm going to take the defending champs, but I'm going out on a limb on this one for reasons mentioned earlier. It's all about Stamkos and Kucherov. They come back. The power play is good. They score goals in the first two periods, and then Tampa shuts the game down, and it's lights out. But I really like Florida. Um, saw them play at the United Center a couple of weeks ago, back-to-back games. They play a fast game. I would have thought their season was done like I did when Ekblad goes down with an injury. But the way Mackenzie Wieger's playing, other players on that back end, uh, they look hungry. They look excited to be in the playoffs, and they're going to be a pain in the butt to play against. I'm taking Tampa, though. I'm going to go with Florida. I, I love Tampa. I think they're an awesome team to watch. Actually, these two teams are very similarly built. They've got, you know, some of the best decors in the league. Uh, and I've just been so impressed with Florida. They're, they're playing, you know, at the top of their game. They've got one of the best two-way centers in the league in Sasha Barkov. Um, I, I'm hesitant about Kucherov coming back. I just think that's really tall task to come in and expect to light it up. Uh, Tampa hasn't been peaking at the right time here down the stretch. So I'm excited to watch this series. The fact that we can see these two teams have a state rivalry in the playoffs for the first time, but I I think it's going to be down to the wire, but uh, I think I'm going to go with Florida and I'm hoping fingers crossed we'll get to see Spencer Knight play a big role in this. Ah, Very well done there. Okay. That was the cold brew check fueled by Duncan this season. Be sure to grab a cold brew for game time because where there's hockey there's Duncan. Guys, before I let you go, I want to know who your sleeper team is. So it's the one team that you think everybody should keep a close eye on here as we enter the postseason of maybe someone that could do some damage. Dom, you're nodding your head. Do you have a thought? 
Yeah, well, we mentioned them already. The Minnesota Wild. I like. Okay. I, I think Cam Talbot. Um, you know, is has been awesome for Minnesota this year. He's a big game player. I think he'll he'll kind of lock the door behind them. And they've got some really underrated defensemen. Uh, I think Jonas Brodeen is one of the best defensive defensemen in the league. And then up front, they've got pretty good depth of two-way grinding skilled players led by the rookie sensation Kaprizov. So I like that team. Uh, we'll see if they can get through that first round because they're, they're dangerous. Well, you stole my pick, but I, I, I agree with everything <laughs> yeah. you said. Minnesota is a, a team that's going to surprise. There won't be an easy out, but I'm going to stay in the same division and go with uh, Stanley Cup champions once upon a time, the St. Louis Blues. Nobody thinks they are going to put up much of a fight against Vegas, and you know they haven't shown a whole lot this year. They've shown enough to get in the playoffs, and you can't disregard championship pedigree and it wasn't long ago that those guys knew how to shut games down uh win as a group it'll be interesting to watch the petrangelo situation of course he was on the blues when they were champions and a big reason as to why so that's a tough uh task beating a team like that but since it's a sleeper pick i'll, I'll choose the blues all right blues wild look out playoffs start this saturday guys it'll be the three of us on saturday night to open things up right after the preakness on nbc game one of the stanley cup playoffs i can't wait thanks <laughs> for joining me today this was fun thanks, good stuff TV. guys See you, thanks everybody for listening for another episode of our line starts fueled by duncan we'll see you next time Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.